Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people making a positive impact with their lives. We're particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Hey everyone, welcome along to the show. Today we get the chance to speak with Stuart Dylan Roberts from Digital Journey. And this is quite an interesting conversation because I meet a lot of social enterprises who are trying to do different things and combine profit and purpose. But very few of them operate in the digital arena, and that's really the area that Stuart has been targeting. So we have a conversation about his background, where he's from, what he's been doing, and what it is that Digital Journey is offering as a social enterprise. So we're just going to jump straight into that interview. But before we do that, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody who continues to listen to this. We're now up to about 13,000 listens over the 52 episodes. One of the things I really enjoy is when people come up to me and say that they've enjoyed a particular episode or that it had some impact. And I've had a couple of those conversations in the last few weeks, which has been really encouraging. And the other day I was chatting with two people at a table and I knew one of them. And the other person said, oh, are you Stephen Moe from Seeds? So that was really fun because I'd never met her before, but she had found out about the podcast and has been listening for the last few months. And thanks to those of you who've jumped on social media to help spread the word about this podcast. I do see the tweets and the LinkedIn posts and the Facebook posts as well. And it really gives me encouragement to continue doing these podcasts when I know that there are people out there listening who are appreciating them. Now let's get into the interview with Stuart. All right, so it's a pleasure to welcome Stuart Dylan Roberts here from Digital Journey. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, you're very welcome. And what we do on this podcast is talk about purpose and what people mm-hmm. are doing, what sort of um, activities they're involved in. But in order to do that, uh, and I really want to talk about Digital Journey mm-hmm. and what it is aiming for, but to do that, let's go back um, sort of towards the beginning and just find out a bit about where you're from. Sure, sure. So so I'm um, born and bred in, in the UK, but I've been in New Zealand now for, for 15 years now. Um, my wife's a Kiwi, so I was uh, dragged across from, um, from the UK and, uh, and loving it. Um, so I, I've... Um, my sort of background is is IT. I um, is from a very early age. I went into the IT profession, um, from programming to technical support to to IT management, and I came out to New Zealand and and uh, um, went into a series of uh, IT management roles. Mm. Um, so that's my background. So for mm. probably all my career, I've been involved in technology of yeah. some sorts. And is that technology like technology? Was that even back as a child, it was something that interested you, or was it? it was it later oh on in high school, or you know? Oh my, absolutely, yes. I was the, I was the uh, the uh, the IT geek at school who was uh, um, saved my pocket money up for my BBC microcomputer, which uh, oh my gosh, don't I'd probably see them in the museums now. But uh, <laughs> um, like the Sinclair Spectrum, was it something that was a similar sort of model to that? So even those very early days, I was um, you know I enjoyed technology and. I had a passion for uh, understanding how it could work. Yeah. Mm. What do you think sparked that, or where did it come from? Like, do um, you remember seeing a computer the first time and thinking, "Wow, I want to understand this"? Or? Yeah, I think it came from a, a gaming <laughs> side yeah. of me. I'm a secret gamer, and um, I think that I saw it as a way to to try new things, and, and the, the gaming side really attracted me to IT. And then from there, I went into the more sort of mainstream business part of it. So. Right. Um, I was actually very fortunate very early on in, in my career. I was probably in my early 20s. I, I got my first IT management role, um, and that was my real sort of break. Right. And then on the, from on there, I went into a various different uh, um, you know, 
more in depth roles. So I was very lucky to get a break quite early on into that sort of position. Yeah. I have a geeky question, but what sort of games did you enjoy the most when you were growing up? Oh. My personal favorite was one called Frogger. Where Frogger. you kind of jumped across the road and tried not to oh get hit. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> I know that one. That was so good. Yeah, I think um, it was an Atari one. Like this oh. is 1980s, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I remember that one so well. I, it was all those games. I can't think of one that was particularly my favorite at a, a particular point, but uh, I used to like them all. And um, I used it. Would be, it became like the the talking points at, at school and so on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we arrived in New Zealand in 1984. Um, when I was quite young and I think my parents had brought an Atari console, oh, you yes, know, like, yeah, and this was yeah. like gold in uh, yeah. rural New Zealand. And yeah. so I used to have kids coming over to play Frogger and kind of the Space Invader type games oh, and yes. yeah. <laughs> the classics, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Timeless games, aren't they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still yeah. playing today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that sort of interest, um, did you end up studying it like, um, tertiary education was that the area that you were looking at as well um, no I didn't actually I um, I left the sort of school and I went straight into a, into employment as an apprentice mm. um, and then um, specialized in my apprenticeship into engineering and then from engineering into computers mm-hmm. I went back to university um, later on in my career mm. um, I didn't um, go that sort of tertiary route but but in those days, uh, even since even the sense today, it's, it was about how much skills you had in technology. Mm. Was it really open doors for you? So, um, like I said, I was very lucky to get that sort of background quite early on. And mm. then, um, you know, as that sort of business IT systems became more integrated, um, you know, and sort of people using them for more business use, um, I sort of uh, I sort of got on the, on the bandwagon of those of those core systems. And I was very lucky from there to sort. Of, go on into um, other, other sort of roles. Mm. Mm. So what sort of things would keep you busy? Were you um, writing software and things, or was it more integrating the business with the new IT systems, or yeah. how did it fit? So I was, um, I was a programmer when I first uh, left uh, my apprenticeship, um, doing some COBOL programming, which is pretty scary compared to what you program in now, but it was a, it was a good foundation um, at that stage. But I really um, wanted to work more with people. I was definitely a people person. Mm-hmm. So um, I moved within the company I worked into an IT support role, an IT help desk role. And this was very much you know, going out and talking to people about what uh, the problem was with their computers, fixing them on their computers. And at that stage, we found that uh, uh, the business system started to be integrated and it's started forming the basic networks and mm-hmm. again I was uh, lucky enough to get involved with some of those network projects mm-hmm. um, and moved very much from a development role into an IT support role IT management role help desk role um, mm-hmm. from there so yeah. yeah the people part to me is I think is is um, you know something that people don't necessarily think about from an IT point of view they see people programming away in, in dark corners and creating some great code. But actually, there's a whole lot of stuff you can do from a, an IT side from a, that's people-focused. So, mm. And I really enjoy that side of it. Yeah. And uh, having worked in the IT help desk type of things, mm. is the ultimate answer always turn it off and start it, it on? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the answer <laughs> even today. You yeah. know? So that's how I tell my kids, let's give it a, you know, turn it off and start again. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> it often feels like that if you call an IT help desk, it's yeah. usually the question, right? It's yeah. the first one 
ones have you tried restarting? It takes years of practice to get that right as well. Yeah, so, but yeah. <laughs> is there a certain delivery of that answer? Oh, that yeah, you, there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta, I can't tell you a secret about that one. Okay, <laughs> all right. It's years of practice, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. So um, New Zealand's very far from the UK. Did you know much about New Zealand before you came? Or, mm. you know, like, was it a... I know there's sort of a consciousness in the UK about New Zealand because there mm. are many close links but there are yes i mean i was always a great traveler so mm. um one of the organizations i worked for was oxfam um oh, okay. i ran their it for for a number of years and so we had a um, opportunities to to travel with that particular role so um, i was lucky enough to work overseas for quite some time so i always felt that i wanted to go and explore the world right um and then um my my wife was a um was a kiwi so we came down here for holiday and um yeah my gosh you can't not but fall in love with the place it's yeah uh, it's pretty amazing so we came back and made some plans to uh, to come down here and and uh, um yeah have a look back yeah so how long ago was that 15 years ago i think somewhere wow. trying to, i think it was 15 years ago so yeah a wee while ago um yeah yeah even more oh my gosh could be more <laughs> <laughs> time's gone by huh? it is. <laughs> 2018 aren't we so it's about 18 years <laughs> yeah yeah right so it was around the turn of the it century. was yeah. yes yeah. i should know that should not <laughs> <laughs> well it's an easy market to remember it is from, really right? yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, could good. be in trouble at home now <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great and um how have you found that just with because uh, you probably have family back in the uk like mm. it is quite far has it oh, been yeah. a a difficult thing or how have mm. you coped with being yeah it's it's the hardest part right um yeah it's it's very it is challenging um it's yeah just to stay in touch i mean technology really helps there of course yeah you know so we we do have the um, the skype calls and the hangouts and those sort of type of things and and um yeah you, you can keep in touch a lot more cheaply now than you ever could do yeah so that's 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 great and of course the social media channels uh, allow us to see pictures of what's happening in my, my brother's uh, family and mum and so on um but inevitably you do need to go on a plane every now and again that uh, is, is expensive and it's a long way to go so. yeah yeah my wife's from the uk so mm. um we have this same dynamic mm. that it's a good 24 hours, isn't yeah, it? Is, yeah. 24 hours, you got to yeah. go for a good three weeks as well. So Yeah, yeah. and um, you get the time zones and with kids oh, and, yes. you know, it's not an easy yeah. kind of pop across or, you no, know. No, it's not. I've gone through a rotation system of the kids, so I'll take one back at a time. Oh, okay. Um, and I've actually really enjoyed that. So rather than all try and get across the, for, a, for a holiday, obviously that's a bit more expensive, so just take one back at a time. So right. on the 10th birthday or something like that, we yeah. take one them back to the UK for a good time and that's been great one-to-one -one time as well so yeah. um that's that's been a you know what, what we've done around that yeah. so mm. that would really um deepen the relationships yeah. with that child yeah, right it's been great that's it's really actually great. um i just did an interview by the time this airs it will have been a while back but amy mm. marsden is someone i talked with about parents and children's relationship mm. and that importance of having quality time with your child mm. and if you can you know if you're going to the supermarket take them with you and mm. just have that interaction i, lo I mm. love you know if you can do it to take some one of mm. them on an international trip right that's like it was probably the best holiday of my life it yeah. was just amazing to yeah. have one the one time and um even going on the plane was funny if it was for 12 hours and <laughs> yeah. at a time and never 12 hours uh, 
um, yeah, it was really, it was a really good time. My family really enjoyed it too because they, they got to know that uh, son and daughter really well. So yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. great. Top and, and for your kids, um, is their identity now become New Zealand identity, mm. or how does that play yeah, out? Yeah, we now? decided to do that a few years ago, and yeah. um, to make sure that we, you know, associate ourselves with a New Zealand identity and became yeah. citizens and so on. Yeah. Um, um, but we still, you know, still. Um, we talk about my, you know, my background and where we've been and where we've brought up and so on. And we always do a tiki tour in my hometown when I go back. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's good. So they know they there's roots there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you got to New Zealand, um, just talk us through, I guess, what was the IT landscape in New Zealand and what sort of work did you get involved with over um, here? Yeah, I, I was, like I could say I was so lucky because I, I worked in London and I worked... Uh, and some really quite progressive IT businesses. So mm. I came with this um, this kit bag of skills and experience. Mm. Uh, no sort of tertiary qualifications as such, but uh, a whole lot of skills. And um, and so I found uh, an opportunity quite quickly. So mm. I was lucky in that regards. And um, it, the IT industry here was a little bit, um, um, I don't know where you use the word behind, but it wasn't quite as forward thinking as where I'd been before. Mm-hmm. So. I could, um, I can remember in, in some of the early interviews I had that I could talk about some of the things I've done um, in London um, and also working overseas as well. And it was like, oh my gosh, great, we're really looking forward to doing that. And so um, it was very relevant skills um, mm. for, the, for the market. And um, so I found myself in a, in a, a role really quickly. Um, and then from there, I, I, I've been in about three or four roles in mm. New Zealand. Um, but obviously, more recently, I've decided to. Um, take a different direction in my career. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Mm. Well, let's get to that. But mm. just having come from, I guess, from Europe and, as you say, kind of quite a, a fast-paced place, isn't yes. it? You know, there's a lot going on. Um, what's, I guess, thinking about the IT industry in New Zealand, has there been any other things that you've noticed? or Because um, it is a unique country, isn't it? There's a mm. small population, mm. early adopters, you know, like mm. it's kind of a unique testing ground in a way. Yes, yes, um, yeah. Is there anything else about the, I guess, about the country that you've observed mm. from that? Sure, in your IT that's hat? a good question to ask. I mean, I think that um, from looking back now, there's uh, there's a whole lot of organizations in New Zealand who do amazing, innovative work. Mm. Um, they are leading leading the way in what they do. Of course, we know all the big names that do this, but also a lot of small businesses do it as well. Mm. They've uh, really grasped IT and, and do an incredible good job of it. Um, so we have closed that gap, if not overtaken, in many areas and, and led the way um, in, a, in a number of industries. And that's incredible, right? Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. We should be so proud of that. Um, but there's a whole lot, of in, whole lot of businesses out there, many, many businesses. And um, in the work that we do more recently, we've, we've seen um, an incredible gap between um, the ones that are doing well and the ones that are really struggling. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some of the basics, some of the real basics that... Uh, businesses can can do in technology haven't been applied mm. and so they're really missing out on some of that productivity gain some of that efficiency gain they can have um with, by using technology and i think there's a there's a whole lot of businesses that really are behind and that's that's of concern mm. so yeah. yeah oh that's mm. a great observation that leads nicely into mm. what you're involved in now yeah. can you give us i guess give us the high level overview of what it is or mm. 
and how it started, and then let's dive a little bit deeper into sure. how you can potentially help people. Sure. So, so really, about uh, four or five years ago, I, I just uh, felt that there was this huge gap between businesses that uh, were doing well and ones that were really struggling. Mm. Um, and it wasn't just in 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 one particular sector; it was a, it was across all sectors. Mm. So with the sort of background I, I had, I thought, well, it's about time I gave a little bit back now and mm. tried to help those ones that are struggling. So we formed Digital Journey. Um, and the idea was to offer independent and, if possible, free advice to help businesses mm. make a transformation and change what they do. And um, since then, we, we've grown. We've, um, we've helped uh, thousands of businesses across the country. Mm. So what we do is we provide uh, online tools that businesses can use and they can have a very quick health check about where they are mm. and get some free advice about what they can do to make a change. Mm. We also do training and also do coaching as well. Um, some of the things we we um, we have to cover our costs on. Other things we try and do in a sort of free way if we can. Mm. Mm. So that that free aspect of it, mm. like what you're saying is that people, you know, it, literally they could go to the website and there's a health checkup that they can do, that's right. and they'll get an assessment of their mm. own digital presence. Is that's that? right, absolutely right. So that's we decided. I mean, this is uh, after a long time of scratching our heads at how to crack this problem. Yeah. Um, we decided that what we do is uh, we can't help every single business. There's just too many. Yeah. Um, and it's just not financially viable. We can't, can't do that. So we mm. said, what we'll do is an online tool. So the tool will be simple. Mm. It'll ask simple questions to help a business. And the very end of it, um, we'll give them a few things to really help them on their journey. First of all, we'll give them some indication of where they are right now. Have they really fallen behind or are they doing okay? Or mm. are they doing better than okay? Mm. So we give this little benchmarking figure and it tells you from looking at all of the say um, plumbers out there in the whole of New Zealand, um, how are you stacking up against other plumbers? Have you fallen behind a little bit? Well, if you have, here's some ways to improve. If you're doing okay, great, let's keep it up. Mm-hmm. So we give this um, this benchmarking, this, this check is mm-hmm. the first thing we do. Then we give some advice about what they can do to improve. And it could be improving their website, it could be doing social media, it could be doing some advertising, it could be using some online tools. Mm-hmm. And then we also give them a very end, a little uh, planning, a way to plan that, how they can uh, um, use those tools with some resourcing and some things to read and some templates to download and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. So it's all free. Um, we we wanted to make this free so there'd be no barriers for anybody giving it a go, mm-hmm. um, whether they are um, in any part of the country or if they're uh, new to this and struggle with IT or, or they're more advanced, it's, it covers all those different bases. Mm, that mm. makes sense. Mm. And so what, in the show notes, there's a little um, underneath where they click to listen to this. There's an area that describes our interview. So we'll put a link to um, Digital Journey website so yeah, that, that, that way people can get in and easily kind of have a go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and, and so what's going on in the background like when they go to that website um, they're entering some data. Like, how are, I guess, pull back the curtains. How is it yeah. kind of assessing like this plumber is ranked, mm. I don't know, number 500 out of 1,000 or whatever mm. it is? Mm. Like, how do you actually how we do it? How do you do that? Yeah, yeah. sure. So, we, um, we, we well, it's, it's, it's actually uh, some clever programming. Mm-hmm. So, what we do is um, we've um, sat down and we worked out all the sort of questions that we should ask a business to try and assess how it's using IT today. Okay. So we've, um, the first of all, I'm doing it in my kitchen with a, 
a colleague of mine and the post-it notes all over the kitchen table. In fact, this is probably too many questions here. Right. So, <laughs> so I thought, we're going to trim this down a little bit. So we trimmed it down and, and we thought, well, we need to ask some questions about tools, what sort of tools they're using, yeah. and whether it's you know things like using office-based tools or using financial tools or, or other things like that, what sort of tools they're using in their business. Yeah. Ask me a few tools about um, their marketing, if they're using social media, if they're advertising online, stuff like that. I see. Um, ask about the people part. So that's about um, training and uh, cybersecurity, stuff like that. And the last little part about their website, their online presence. Mm. So we put these four piles of questions and then we thought, okay, let's just, let's just try and write it in English. And of course, that was pretty hard for me because uh, I was writing it in IT speak till. Mm. So a friend of mine came along and she, um, she went down and um, Andy wrote down the questions in a very simple language so mm -hmm. we, we felt the right sort of tone for a business to understand mm -hmm. so we wrote the questions into this uh, online tool and then we thought okay now we've got to start gauging the weight of those questions mm -hmm. and then over time we built up this huge database I of see. all the industry groups mm -hmm. and so each question's got a certain weighting that helps mm -hmm. us perform then a health check on that business so right. if it's if it's behind everybody else, you get the lower points. If you're higher than everyone else, you get higher points. Mm. And that then drives this uh, this benchmarking figure. Mm. Um, and then from there, we've we've added more and more advice to it. So mm. we've uh, have a policy in in uh, what we do is that anything that we create, any sort of. Um, template or advice that we give we should document it and put it into the tool for everyone else to to mm. see and, and share and read and watch mm. Mm. so it's so it's kind of um user driven isn't it because they're inputting the information yeah. and yeah i, I, the data I understand gets now. better yeah. and better as we get more people doing it so right um we have over eight thousand now so if it uh, if um you know we we get 10 a day sometimes sometimes you get one or two a day sometimes you get lots more so yeah. the more we get um the best the data gets to give that figure to mm -hmm. help a business understand where they are right now yeah so um and uh, yeah yeah and what would be your messages just thinking about businesses who are still you know somebody may be listening to this podcast and thinking actually i i i don't even have a website or you know like they're still at the early stages or i've mm. got a website but i've never done much with it you know mm. um what would be some of the messages that you're giving to people mm. yeah so we that's one of our one of our questions it says at the very start of the question it talks about have you got a website and if you say um yes to that we ask me a few more questions if you say no we give them a, some advice about creating one mm. um and i think that um that's uh, we i think about 17 percent of people who do our assessment haven't got a website mm -hmm. so it's a really valid question still mm. um you know there's a lot of businesses out there who who haven't uh, gone down that way and maybe they've been put off by the cost of it or or the ongoing cost of it and stuff like that so mm. So we um, we recommend some ways that they could maybe um, use some of the free tools out there or, or cheaper tools mm -hmm. to, to use, um, which you can create a, a very nice website um, using some templates, mm -hmm. um, easy to update and to manage, um, and wouldn't actually incur the, some of the higher costs of going to a design agency mm -hmm. um, or one of those uh, web design agencies to, mm -hmm. to get that work done. Mm -hmm. So we, we do, we understand that uh, some of the barriers have been costs, time, skills, and that's why we recommend some of these um, tools in place to uh, make it a bit more um, easier to do and more cost-effective. Mm, that makes sense. Mm. And we're talking about the digital presence of the business at the moment, mm. but just thinking about individuals as mm. well, yeah. where do you see that going? Because I, I, I find it quite fascinating, social media, for example, mm. you know, that you can 
the Facebook posts aren't really revealing a true mm. life, you know, mm. um, all these sunny pictures, what's oh, actually no. happening. Yeah. Have you had any thoughts about that in terms of, because yeah. it's almost like we're having split identities mm. where there's the real person and then there's the digital person mm. or the social media person. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely a, a concern there um, and something that uh, people need to, to really um, take some guidance on before they, they jump into this this world. Mm. So one of the things that we've thought about in this regard is that we do business assessments right now. We, we do a lot of work in not-for-profits and charities as well. Mm. Um, but uh, we have uh, developed a digital citizenship assessment, so like a, a individual's assessment. Okay. Um, so we're trying to think about that. We haven't really um, pushed this one yet, but it asks, some of the the questions to help people think about privacy mm. think about how long does information stay on the internet one of the questions we put in our assessment was if you take a photo of of um, a friend and put it onto the in, onto the internet how long does it stay for and there's answers like you know um, within about a month or so or within a year or within five years normally gone or, or stays forever mm. and of course the answer is it stays forever mm. um, and the amount of people who put down one month or three months because it disappears from their feed or right. disappears from the, the what they see on the website yeah um, think it's 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 uh, disappeared but in fact it's still there so yeah. so those sort of type of things we're thinking of about how we can raise awareness that uh, you need to be careful what you put up on the internet yeah. and the fact it's always findable yeah. Um, and it's you're connected to the big wide wide world. Yeah, because isn't there a, a website? Is it called Wayback or something, where you can go and you can actually look back at the internet as it looked on a particular year is at a really? particular. Oh, that yeah, sounds great. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure there is. I'll have to look it up and yeah, I, yeah, send it. That sounds like a somebody really showed it to do. me and it was like, yeah, this is in 1997. This is kind of what it looked like. Oh my I'm pretty gosh. sure it was called Wayback. That'd or be something. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can anyway. imagine the photos on that as well. Be yeah, so well, funny. that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Um, uh, yeah, because with this podcast, it's been an interesting journey for me because I've I I made a conscious, deliberate choice that I would, I guess, reveal something of myself through the podcast because mm-hmm. these interviews go up, people can listen to them, they can download them, mm. and I've had people, a, a guy in the UK, email me and said I downloaded this particular one, and it caused me to think actually that little digital file is now somewhere yes, else, you know, and, right. but yeah. I, I purposefully made that choice because I want mm. this podcast to be able to be heard by other people. Mm. Oh, totally, and I'm yeah. also trying to do social media. So it has a Facebook page, mm. you know, on LinkedIn. Sometimes we I'll can post. You. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, on LinkedIn, sometimes I'll post, you know, my yeah. latest interview with whoever. Mm. And I know that it's becoming a part of the ecosystem mm. of the internet (laughs) but it was a deliberate choice and i think some like you say because i've you know we had somebody apply for a job in this um law firm that i work at Mm. and then i you know we're looking at the cv fantastic looks Mm. perfect Mm. and then you go and google Mm. and some pictures come up that it's Mm. like that's the same person isn't it It they were not thinking when they posted that photo of this particular party (laughs) yeah that's right yeah, yeah. So. you've got to think about that nowadays. People do that immediately when you get an application for a job. It's yeah. go online and search their name. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's lots of 
lots and lots of benefits. Um, yeah. you know, we've been helping all kinds of organizations recently. You think about taking the first steps in social media for, as a business. Yeah. And um, you know, we've had some great results from it as well. Mm. They've mm. been very nervous. They've been hearing all the, the concerns out there. They've been a bit uh, worried about how costs are going to go through the roof and so on. And so we put a very simple budget together, mm -hmm. a very simple campaign, someone using the free tools that are out there. And yeah. there's so many tools out there that are free. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And um, just showing them what they could happen um, with this and giving it a go. Mm. And uh, even this recently had some great results from that. People come back and say, this is fantastic. We've seen some yeah. real more engagement now and uh, um, even you know, some more direct sales and so on. Yeah. So it's been good to see. Oh, that's great. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's fascinating to hear about um, that journey, I guess, of how you got to the point mm. of setting this up. I want to ask about the word social enterprise. Yes. What does that mean in your context? And do you view yourself as a social enterprise or is it something mm. that one day maybe you'd like to be? Or how does mm. it fit in the context of what you're doing? Because I hear... I can tell the heart behind what you're mm, doing is mm. you actually want to help businesses to yep. grow their digital presence. Yep. And you've had 8,000 people or whatever mm. go through the assessment, mm, but mm. how does it fit in the scheme of... Yeah, oh, um, we very much think we're a social enterprise. Um, it sort of fits so well for what we stand for and, mm. our, and our beliefs and the impact we want to make. So, you know, we, we, we truly believe that uh, um, nowadays... You know, you, we need to you need to help and make an impact in what we do. Yeah. And I think from a you know, the, the IT industry is full of uh, businesses who, who are expensive and they, and you know they they have products to sell and services mm. to give and so on. It's very unique to find an organisation like ourselves who want to give away information free of charge and want yeah. to help people. Yeah. In in this regard, so so we um we really do believe that uh, um, as an organisation that uh, we are a social enterprise. And our key thing is that we want to make an impact on on the businesses and individuals. And to a certain extent, we've also broadened this out into into schools and, and a charitable sector to help them use the internet better. And uh, and that's our that's our uh, our purpose. That's our, our aim. And uh, and we and we measure that too as well. Mm -hmm. So we measure um, through our assessment how many people are coming back, how many people are reassessing, what changes they're making, um, the feedback from the assessment as well. So we're trying to really um, make a difference um, and it's a core value of ours make an impact in the business who are going through the process but also measure that we're being successful here at the same time right mm. yeah it's so important isn't it because you can mm. grab the label um, mm. but not have any consequence of that's right what does this yeah. actually mean have yeah. you um, articulated like a vision or a, mm. a purpose statement or something has yeah. that been helpful for you or? yeah it has actually yeah so we, we did that uh, a couple of years ago actually we did that and mm. we've refined it over time um, it's on our website. It's still there. Our stories on there as well about uh, how we left the corporate world and um, packed up uh, our briefcase and <laughs> <laughs> picked up our backpack. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, so our stories on there as well. There's three of us in, in the organisation now. Yeah. And um, you know we talk about uh, that, and we also got our our vision on there as well. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple vision. I don't think people need to go too complex here. Mm. Um, and our business plan process, we do it at the start of the year. So we just finished it recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, we draw back onto that vision and what our aims are. And then from there, we put tactical plans together. So it's only a page. Yep. <laughs> it's not too extensive. Um, but it reminds us um, to think about 
how we can deliver that vision. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, in some ways, the most complex things need to be reduced to one page, don't they? Mm. Like I if, think if so. you can't get it to one page, then yeah. maybe there's something wrong with That's what right. you're trying to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I think it's always good to bring it back to what your core vision is. You can also yeah. get distracted, particularly in our industry too, when there's there's offers of doing um, more commercial type work. Mm. Um, and of course, we have to charge for something because we have bills to pay mm. and we have salaries to pay and we have software to develop and so on. So we do have an element to what we do, which is uh, um, we have to cover our costs on. Mm. But it's fair and transparent and reasonable. Yeah. Um, but we stick within our vision at the same time. Mm. So if we if we do, for example, we're doing some work recently um, on selecting um, businesses f- during a selection process, you know, narrowing down the best um, the best commercial business for you out of a five or six mm-hmm. and so that process we've gone for a very engaging process and transparent process so we're writing an article about that right now okay so we're sharing that process rather than going something formal and quite uh, um, process driven we can actually have a more engaging um, collaborative approach mm. and so we're documenting that and that'll be shared on our resource site as mm. well so we have um, thousands of people accessing our resource site. It's quite incredible, actually. And you like you say, that person from the UK who mm. downloaded your podcast, mm. we've had people contact us from around the world and said, we've loved this uh, resource you've written here about cyber safety or, or online something, you know, online tools. And um, we downloaded your template and stuff like that. And it's mm. great. Thank you. Often, yeah. I, it's, it's so nice to get a thank you, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does help, doesn't it? It does. Because sometimes you, you might see the statistics, but it's actually a personal mm. note that's like, oh, somebody actually appreciate it. I, I got a, a, a Facebook message from somebody who'd listened to one of the podcasts this morning, actually. And she said, wow, that was a really, it was a great interview and I really appreciated what the person had to say. And it just, you know, oh, just great, it, it's a little it? lift, isn't it? It's it like, is. yeah, this is worthwhile is. doing. Especially when you're you're sitting there on a, say, Sunday night and the kids are in bed and you're, you're writing up an article about uh, how to make your Facebook site um, look better or right. something like that. And, yeah. and um, you're dying, you're dying to sit down and, and have a cup of tea or something. And, and uh, but you think, no, I've got to write this article because uh, I think it'd be really important to tell yeah. our readers about this. It's some things I've picked up myself uh, from, you know, from trying it with other people. Yeah. So you write this article put up there and you think it's great but it's so nice when it's out there you get people you know for these stats looking at it and reading it but actually you get a thank you every now and again or or can we help write one for you next time around it's just so nice yeah yeah <laughs> please do it yeah no that's it yeah and i even had one of the people i've interviewed has then contacted me to say I, i've listened back to the other interviews you've done and now I understand what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Is there any way I can help you? So it was like, oh, that's, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Because, so um, you. you know, it was like, uh, it's that. It's just so important. I think, you know, in the context of this conversation, positive encouragement, right? Mm. Like just because I think that's something that whatever you're doing, you can be positive with people mm. and say, actually, because so often we forget it. It's just assumed like this is your job and you have to do it. Mm. And, um, but if actually you hear some positive, like, mm. I really like the way that you dealt with that customer. It was mm. really sensitive, you know, like, mm. it does lift the person, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I think that's a, that's a really good point, actually. And I think it's uh, um, it's nice to people to read our, our, do our assessments and read our resources and watch our videos. And that's, that's fantastic. But, uh, um, yeah, if they can at the time. A good yeah. thank you, or, or how can we help? We, we much as well received. Yeah, it's appreciated. Yeah, it is. well, it sounds like you definitely are within that definition of social mm. enterprise because what I hear you're doing is you're trading mm. for purpose, mm-hmm. and that the profit isn't the primary motive 
Um, can I just stick this kind of the last question, but just thinking that moment when you decided to start mm-hmm. Digital Journey, is that a crystal moment that you remember or yeah. was it a gradual build up to a point or like, because sometimes I interview people and they remember a moment that yeah. we're going to oh, jump gosh. in here. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's actually, it's actually very clear to me. Um, and it was, I was sort of at a, in a, in a sort of corporate environment and, and uh, we, we were doing a lot of work over the year, helping some of the bigger businesses understand technology. And um, a lot of the smaller ones would come across our table and they, and they weren't given a look at because they were small accounts. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this inner feeling, this is not right. Mm. Um, and then you're drawn into this sort of mode where the salary's good and the perks are good and you don't want to leave. Mm. And it's it's kind of traps you in that environment. Mm-hmm. But in within me I was thinking this is not right this needs to change we, right. need, we need to help everybody here these, mm. these, these businesses are potentially will go out of business unless they start using technology mm. better potentially they're missing out to someone down the road and they're employing people mm. they've got families themselves they're, they've you know this is so important nowadays to get technology right so it just didn't feel right and that's where I decided and uh, I have to say my, my wife was amazing support here mm. she goes I'm more than happy for you to leave and right. so I um, I left my job, um, and uh, the first month when there's no pay packet was a bit hard. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, what have I done? What but, have we um, done here? I know, but yeah. it was but it was it was great, and it gave me that chance to think things through and to take uh, this assessment. Like I say, it started off on our um, kitchen table um, yeah. into something that uh, is now live and, and helping, mm. and and likewise write some training courses and and get some coaching ideas together and make a difference and um and here we are today yeah. and i i'm so rewarded and so happy in what i'm doing it's it's yeah. been incredible so um no it's not the same financial benefits but uh i am um, i'm just uh, very lucky that i feel i'm making an impact with businesses yeah yeah oh that's great well the pur- uh the podcast is called talking purpose mm. so we like to talk about why people do what they do mm. and i think we've been able to go quite deep with you about sort of your background and things um just maybe the final question what does purpose mean to you in the context of what you're doing now oh absolutely it's i mean for our purpose it's um it's the drive um for us to deliver something that's making an impact so the purpose for what we do is to make an impact in the organizations you want to you want to help who who want to listen and um, it's what drives us. Mm-hmm. So it's our purpose in being a social enterprise is to uh, put our visions up there. It's on our wall. It's in. It's everything we we talk about. It's it's we believe in it wholeheartedly, and um, and it's it's uh, drives us in what we do. Mm. Mm. That's great. And if people want to connect with you, probably the website would be the best way. Is there yep. other channels that you'd recommend? Or? Yep. So Digital Journey, it's got a LinkedIn channel, it's got a YouTube channel, it's got a Facebook page, mm-hmm. it's got our, our main website, um, and on there's our contact details and mine as, as well, and uh, our assessments on there. Some of our training courses are on there as well. So um, yeah, please reach out, and if you can help in any way, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, it's been wonderful to talk with you, Stuart. I really appreciate your time and just hearing about your journey, even thinking back to your childhood, you know, that, mm. that computers intrigued you, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yes. that the gaming <laughs> got you into it. And um, it's been lovely to hear that journey of kind of through your life that the, the IT and things have been present the whole way. Yeah, but then also just to hear about that, you know, a couple of years ago that you 
stepped away from mm. the steady income and things and started mm. something new. And I th actually think what you're doing, because digital life and for businesses is becoming more and more important, like it's a great resource that you're providing. So hopefully people can go and have a look and, and check it out. So thank, thank you. you very much for coming. Oh, you're yeah. very welcome. Thank you very much. No problem. <laughs> Well, I do hope you enjoyed that interview. I found it really fascinating to hear Stuart talking about social enterprise and digital journey. If you're interested in the things that he was talking about, I do suggest you check out their website. And you can find that in the links in the show notes to this episode. Just scroll down a little bit and you'll see a few come up. Thanks again for listening. And a reminder that this is the 52nd episode, so there's literally dozens and dozens of other interviews if you enjoyed this one. You might want to check out some of those earlier ones as well. Until next time.